1: Match up against the Arizona Cardinals. But before we get into that, please make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and any podcast platform that you can find. We are under the name Cincy Jungle. You can not only hear our information, which is Orange is the New Black, we also have the Orange and Black Insider. We also have, sorry if I spit when I speak with Daddy O McDuck. We also have uh, Coach Mitch on who's going to break down plays and things of that nature and film. So be sure to subscribe because we have a lot of content coming to you guys. So our app is always going to have something for you. If this isn't your cup of tea, you can check out other things. If that's not your cup of tea, you can find what it is that you'd like to hear. But one thing that you will hear is from informative Bengals fans. And we are all a part of the SB Nation Cincy Jungle family, so be sure to check us out. Now, myself, you know where you can find me. New Stripe City on YouTube. You can find me there. A lot of videos, a lot of different videos. Sometimes this podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to also subscribe to the audio version as well. And with Zim, you can catch him on Instagram at Zim underscore Houday on on IG. Follow him. He has great analysis. He just went live last night. We talked about Andy Dalton. He talked about a lot of different topics, so be sure to follow him. He also does kind of like an open live thread on IG during the game. Be sure to check out that. But without further ado, let's get into it. So going into this game, we're facing another team. Well, actually, another team that actually has a better record than us because they actually have a tie, right? Uh, But we're going against... A undefeated or a defeated, essentially, team in the Arizona Cardinals, and we are a defeated team at 0-4 as the Cincinnati Bengals. So is there really a reason to look forward to this game is a question that I kind of ask myself, and looking, I'm actually kind of looking forward to tanking, to be honest with you. And I want to touch on a couple of things. Number one, tanking is just the right thing for this franchise to do right now because it's just not going to work. John Ross went on IR yesterday. Uh A.J. Green still isn't back yet. Cordy Glenn still isn't back. So you're going to see the same offensive line that gave up eight sacks uh, against Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. So there's really no motivation for this team to really win. Winning does not help this team. Winning gets you – uh you know, basically, essentially out of the quarterback sweepstakes. It gets you out of the top five. There's no reason for this team to win. Uh, This is going to have to be a rebuild. And in order for you to rebuild and rebuild effectively – You've got to get those top two picks, one or two, either one. So for me, this is a game that the Bengals essentially need to lose. Now, there's some people that say you're not a real fan if you want the Bengals to tank. You're not a real fan if you don't want the Bengals to get better is what I say. And you just have to do necessary things, and it's a necessary evil that the Bengals have to do in order to get better as a team, as a franchise, as, as everything. They have to do what they need to do to get better. Uh, so with that being said, Kyler Murray's coming into town, uh, with a rookie headquarter, uh, head coach, excuse me. And I think that he's going to decimate this team. I'm just And and a rookie
0: and a rookie quarterback
1: and a rookie quarterback. And I think that he's really going to decimate this team. Um, from the from all angles you got him you got David Johnson you got Larry Fitzgerald Christian Kirk um so they have some solid offensive weapons they have some guys that could hurt us um David Johnson definitely could hurt us uh we gave up so many yards to Pittsburgh's backup running back not even the main guy so they definitely have an advantage there with us against our linebackers especially with David Johnson being a guy that can uh, you know, go horizontal, go vertical. He could also catch out of the backfield. He's just gonna be a nightmare for this defense to try to, to try to work against. And then you've got Colin Murray. The only advantage that we may have is that he's got a horrible offensive line. And this is what I'm gonna say to Bengals fans. We talk about how bad our line is. Kyler Murray's line is just as bad, maybe even worse. So
0: worse. look at
1: how bad <laughs> look at how bad these offensive lines will be. Zen, what are your thoughts uh coming into this game?
0: Rewind for a second, You just said a lot before you just went right into the game about tanking, right? Yes. I I got a lot of flack from this, and I got a lot of people telling me about, like, man, like, listen, when you tank, you're going to end up like the Cardinals, and you're going to end up like the Browns did for all these years, trying to get the quarterback on a bad team. If y'all paid attention to what I said on the last podcast and what I was saying throughout my messages, not tanking like the Dolphins are. It's just letting older players that are overpaid that won't work out in this four-year window work on the team. So I do disagree with you, Ace. Like, I'm not saying I need to tank. I need to keep William Jackson. I need to keep Joe Mixon. I need to keep the core guys. And in order to do that, I have to pay them a good amount of money that's competitive and it's not, not going to make them want to jump off shit, right? That's my main objective. So keeping a good core intact, that's the main objective. But the older guys that I'm putting out there, I think a lot of fans are looking at Geno Atkins or Dunlap and people like that. Well, like, those are our best players. Yeah, they are currently right now. But two, three years from now, they won't be. So I'm already thinking about the future, and you're already overpaid. So I disagree. I don't want to tank. I'm not saying that. If they're already playing those guys and they're losing, like, pretty handily, right? If you let those guys go... They'll still lose pretty handily and you and it's not like you're you're tanking giving up every single thing you got just to get money and picks. I'm not saying that. You're keeping a core intact. It's a soft rebuild in the sense of I just need a quarterback that can go along with the core players. So what the Dolphins is doing is something totally different. They're trying to go re reconfigure a whole entire roster. Like they let Mika Fitzpatrick like pretty much just go for a first round pick and they're assuming that they're going to go get another corner of this level when you already had that corner on your team. That's what I'm trying to avoid, that type of stuff like that, a young, uh, budding superstar, like, getting off the roster. But when you go into this game coming up, it's it's like I told you last time. It's just really hard for me to, like, look at this game and say – uh, what are my full thoughts on everything? Like, as far as, like, how how will they play the Cardinals and stuff like that? The mismatches are, are, are 100% there. I agree with you. David Johnson out in space, catching the ball. Larry Fitzgerald doesn't pose a threat to the Bengals, whatever. Fast guys pay, uh, pose a threat, uh, a threat to the Bengals and guys in space. So guys like, you know, they suck. You know, <laughs> like, like like they suck. Like I'm not going to try to build this up like the Cardinals are like some like mega team, like they suck. Talent-wise, they don't have anything to match up with the Bengals, if I'm being 100% honest. But what they do have is a coach that I think this is the difference between Getting out, coach, and out scheme. I think Kingsbury is smart enough to figure out like these are wrinkles that we can run, and this is how we can scheme different things open, and then mix that with the athleticism of a Kyler Murray. No one on our edge like the Dunlap that you guys are just like, oh, there's no way you can let him go. Like he can't, he can't keep up with Kyler Murray on the edge. So any any type of hesitation, boom, he's gone. I, I expect Kyler Murray to have, probably have fifty, sixty yards rushing. But ultimately, in the game, though, I do want them to lose, and the reason why I want them to lose is throughout the year they need to get the top three pick because I just don't trust this franchise to pick the right guy at number eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Right? They gotta right. get in the top three, and they don't have the resources to, to if they if they land in the five, six, seven, they don't even know how to pull off a deal to get in the top three if they wanted to. Like right. I just I really don't I don't have any faith that they would pull that off, and it would be a good deal and I think it would like ruin the franchise and that's why they never do it all the big mega deals that we're talking about like trade of they never do it because I don't think they're capable of doing it they don't have they don't have the pipeline or the people to get on the phone with to even have that conversation correctly to to execute a good deal if I'm at the number 5 or 6 spot and that's why if you're saying yeah I want the Bengals to win like what you're saying is you're setting yourself up for more failure and getting a number six, seven pick. Everybody in our comments on the YouTube on New Stripe City is pretty much saying, I don't trust the front office, whatever. If you're one of those guys and you're listening to this right now, you're saying you don't trust the front office, then don't here for them to win. Because if <laughs> they win, because I'm telling you right now, if they win, they won't pick the right person. They have to have Andrew Luck type talent fall into their lap. But, Jim, just, uh, Herbert is not Andrew Luck. Cool. That's fine. We'll do it again a year after that and a year after that and a year after that until you get that guy. And then right. you reconstruct your team. Right. I, I have to
1: totally agree with you. I'm just, to be honest, I I totally agree with you. And I think, like, some people say this guy isn't this guy and this guy isn't that guy. Pat Mahomes coming into that draft, I I love how people try to act like they knew he was going to be that guy. Nobody knew that Pat Mahomes was going to be that guy when he came in. They liked that he had the gunslinger mentality. They liked that he had a strong arm. No one had him as their number one quarterback of that draft class. So to say to say that Justin Herbert can't be that guy, you can't really definitively say that until this man takes snaps in the NFL. It's, I mean, it's a process people have broken down film and see highlights and stuff like that but you don't know at the end of the day who's going to be who right but from a a standpoint of the state of this team i'm embracing the tank bro i'm like honestly embracing it like for me for me just reading about Tua and looking up uh, looking up stuff on him man one of my favorite quarterbacks um which is crazy right because he played for the 49ers has always been Steve Young And I kind of came across an article where Steve Young was just giving this guy like a glowing, a glowing review. And everything that I've seen has been glowing, which I think can be attributed to somewhat the Alabama factor. But I am interested in seeing if the Bengals can do what it takes to actually get the number one pick. And I'm not mad at thinking that way because I think Tua is a guy that has the tools that we need from a physical standpoint you talk about they, they just gush over his arm strength. They talk about his size, his dual threat. He's definitely slower because me and Zim kind of talked about this a little bit. He's definitely slower than a Lamar Jackson, but some of the comparisons that I saw was like a Russell Wilson. Um, he's also got a high mm-hmm. IQ. This is a guy that if he's there, you got to go and do what it takes to get him. That's why Miami's trading all these players. That's why they're just trying to straight-up tank. But in order for us to get better, like Zim said, the Bengals, the best draft pick that they've had this past decade has probably been A.J. Green. When they were in that position to get A.J. Green, they were forced to take him. They couldn't pass on him. The Bengals have to put themselves in a position like that this year in order for them to make the right decision because if they have to de- depend on themselves, like them said, if they're in the 6 through 10 space, they're not going to make the right decision. They're not going to be aggressive and move up. We've never even seen the Bengals move up in the first round ever. Like, I don't know if you've seen it. I've never seen it. I've never seen them trade up to move up to – and then you think about how much that's going to cost, right? So if you don't do that and you win these games, those those draft picks that you get for a Geno and an AJ Green and all of those guys, that's gonna be the cost for you to move up to number one anyway. So why not just tank, bro? I'm on the, I'm on the I'm on the tanking side, but <laughs> not to disrespect the Cardinals too much because I feel like they're they're definitely like Zim said they're not the greatest. But pulling up their roster, I have a couple of questions. Number one. Patrick Peterson has been suspended, so please do not tell me that this is going to be the game that he comes back. But there's also a couple of guys that I do like over there, because I know we'll have some Cardinal fans um, here in this podcast, so I'm going to give them their due respect. They do have Chandler Jones, who can be an issue for our offensive line, obviously. They do have Terrell Suggs, who is in the twilight of his career. They've got Assan Reddick, one guy that some people wanted the Bengals to draft. I don't think that he's had too great of a start to his career. They've got Jordan Hicks. I'm really seeing he, a lot and of he, linebackers. And he's balling. Jordan Hicks is I'm, balling. I'm really seeing a lot of linebackers. Them that we should have signed here. Um, and then in the secondary, you got Buda Baker, who was a guy that was drafted in the second round um, in 2017. Uh, I'm not knowing too much about this Zach Allen guy. I think they just drafted him last year. Uh, but they have, it looks like, the makings of a solid defense. It must just really be the, the offensive line really derailing them, uh, but you look at that offensive line, DJ Humphreys, Justin Pugh, A.Q. Shipley, J.R. Sweezy, Justin Justin Murray, so not too many guys that are going to do too much. They actually also have Charles Clay, who's a solid tight end, uh, but I just want the Bengals to lose this game. Like We don't need to win this game. Their owner just passed away. They're going to come out motivated. It just really doesn't make sense to me to even win this game, and I'm just in tank mode. I'm embracing the tank, bro.
0: I I can't – I'm not all the way in tank mode, but I I feel you. And you know what's so crazy is that to me the roster is not lit on the Cardinals at all. Like you got an agent, Larry Fitzgerald. Kirk is like hurt. Patrick Peterson is coming out out of his prime. Is now like kind of on a decline when he does come back, but he still would be the best corner on our roster. So what am I saying? But aside from that, I just don't. But th- this is a, this is a common thing. Currently, right now they have something in place. His name is Kyler Murray, and just the growing pains and just watching him year one, he will be he will we will be two and two right now. Like that's what I'm trying to get people to see is like if you're a adult and enthusiast, or you're somebody that just thinks, like, no, we make the team better, then we get the quarterback. Like, that's not the way that it works. Just think about, like, if you make everybody else good around them, right, you kind of have, like, a Cowboys type of situation. Say you find this ultimate elite unicorn offensive line, like the Cowboys and the Steelers probably have whatever. You then get to this point where, in the Steelers case, you don't have the money to pay Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bill, or you get to the point where in the Dallas Cowboys uh, uh, standpoint, you don't have enough money to really, really offer Dak what he thinks he's worth, and you potentially could lose him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to find a quarterback first and then put the pieces around him. Or what happens to the Cowboys if they go to draft a quarterback and he sucks? Now you have, like, the this elite offensive of line, but then you don't have a quarterback that can take you to the promised land. So that's why, like, this mind frame that you guys are talking about, it doesn't work to construct an uh, amazing team. It, what you do is what is pretty much what the Rams did, is keep your solid core players, the players that you know that are young and, and have a good attitude and everything like that, and then you get the coaching in place. It's it's like some of the things we've already done, but in order to take that next step is you got to go out on a limb and don't be afraid of failure because you're going to see Kyler Murray on Sunday, and I, and I don't care if they lose or win. I'm going to be sitting there saying, see, this is what happens when you take a chance. Don't be scared. If you're listening to this right now and you're scared about anything in your life or you're looking at like your boss and saying, God, how am I going to get a raise and whatever, like, shoot your shot. This is, a, this is a call for all real fans to shoot your shot. If you're, not, if you're scared to shoot your shot, then you're going to be sitting there bitching by the front office for the rest of your life. This is why we're here. This is the new day. Shoot your shot. Go get your quarterback.
1: So one thing that I'm gonna bring up, a lot of people talk about the offensive line. I got some tweets talking about, hey, hey, um, Ace the Texans line isn't as, as bad pass block wise as the Bengals, right? But let me tell you guys this. Guess which line is the worst in the NFL? It is the uh Los Angeles Rams, surprisingly. Like exactly. a lot of people talk about yep. oh, we shouldn't uh we shouldn't have let wick go and things of that nature. Believe it or not, it looks like the the Whitcliffe might be hitting this season. He has regressed to a sixty four point
0: six PFF grade. Now that's not bad, right? But that is not, not it's winning. not worse than Michael Jordan with a fifteen, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's that's just
1: not Andrew Whitworth. So,
0: like, there's a lot of teams
1: that struggle with offensive line. Zim talked about the Cowboys and things of that nature, right? And I made this point too. Yeah, we could talk about the Cowboys have this great offensive line and all of these things. Pittsburgh had a great offensive line. How many Super Bowls did they win?
0: How many playoff
1: games did they win?
0: Exactly, exactly. The coaching and the quarterback play got the Patriots to this position every single year. That that one-two punch right there is diabolical. It's the reason why the Chiefs will always be right there. Can Andy Reid get them over the hump? We have to see, but they'll always be right there. Right,
1: exactly. Like, you can have the greatest offensive line in the world, but if Case Keenum is your quarterback, you're not doing anything. And me and them, we played football before. I understand the importance of the trenches, but you got to understand the importance of a quarterback. A quarterback can make the biggest difference in the world. I mean, going back to high school, uh, we played against a team called Roger Bacon, right? We normally railroad this team. But one year, Roger Bacon, had a mobile quarterback named Gary Pride. Gary Pride was the X factor in that game. A team that we would normally beat the brakes off of ended up beating the brakes off of us because you know what? We had no game plan for this guy, and he was the X factor. There were several teams that we played in high school where that quarterback made all of the difference in the world. I'll tell you another story for those who are Cincinnati fans. um, A quarterback who actually ended up playing for uc i witnessed this man's first game against us when he came in and he ended up handing us that l in high school we normally would beat redding all of the time i actually think that he was a co-host with uh james rapine on the locked on Bengals podcast that guy who ended up going to uc who ended up um Being the quarterback when UC was ranked in the top five for, like, the first time in their history, that was that quarterback. Quarterback makes a difference. And whether your trenches are good or not, it all depends on who you have taking snaps from the center because they touch the ball on every single play. And quarterback is the most important position in football. That's why they get paid the most. That's why they get all the endorsements. That's why everyone knows your quarterback.
0: And no one knows your offensive lineman. I'm done. Look, I'm gonna say this because and, and, I think I think everybody's gonna say, "Well, it, 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 you guys are starting right there," but you got to go to Mikey in the front office. Let me tell you about the front office of the Green Bay Packers. They are absolute trash. They're the only one organization that, on the books every year, looks like they don't even make money. Right? Like they, right. because they have the uh, the public mun- municipality like system where everybody pretty much pays the taxes and they all contribute. Like, it's, a, it's that's a whole nother story. But from a franchise perspective, they do nothing. They get no one. The only thing they did was get this guy named Aaron Rodgers. Only thing they did was get this guy named Brett Favre. And these guys had taken this team from – I'm talking about – you want to talk about no activity free agency, like no – like, go talk to a Green Bay Packers fan. Ask them, like, what have they ever done in free agency? What have they ever done – that they that they actually applauded, and they'll tell you that they're trash. It's <laughs> right. all about it's all about Aaron Rodgers taking the flaws of a football team and hiding them for a whole for four quarters, and then on top of that, he's a great spokesman, a spokesperson. He's got charisma, all these different things like that too. So all of those things from a marketability standpoint also go hand in hand too. So all these things where we're talking about like we're not getting credit. Oh man, y'all message me like, man, they never respect the Bengals. You think that if we walked in here with Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, any of these guys like that, you think that we wouldn't be on Sports Center? You think that they wouldn't give us the, the uh the benefit of the doubt in these games, you've gone mad. It's all about the central position of the, of this thing called a quarterback because it hides stuff that y'all are waiting on. You're waiting for, unfortunately, for a guy to die in Mike Brown. When I read these comments, people are saying, ah, I just can't wait till he croaks. Like, that's silly. That's sad and that's, that's absurd. Sad. And that's absurd because you're waiting on something that even if he does pass away anytime soon, which I hope not, I don't want anyone to die. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if he does, you think that his kids aren't going to carry out the same legacy that he just did? Get over it. You're not going to get what you want. They're not selling the team. None of that crap is going to happen. The only thing that can save you is someone that can hide how trash they are at the front office because if you don't get in the top three pick, I'm telling you now, they're not smart enough to pick the right person. So all this stuff, like, man, I just want like, it doesn't work. When, th- this is my last thing that I'm going to say before I wrap up my thoughts because now I'm starting to get a little angry. Kyler Murray, this Sunday, right, this is a Cardinals team that has a coach that is in the same position as Zach Taylor, ain't over his head, shouldn't be a head coach right now, does have an offensive of mind. It's like the mirror image of everything. He's going to run a whole bunch of no-back sets. Uh, five wides with, with lackluster wide receivers. The one thing that he has is a quarterback that can carry out his brain power out onto the field. Whether they win or lose, whether Kyler Murray throws interceptions, makes mistakes, Kyler Murray is the most sacked quarterback in football right now with 20 sacks. The difference is when the plays that matter are on the table, when Kyler Murray has to improvise, do something with his feet, make a throw, because don't sleep, he has a cannon for an arm as well. Don't sleep. When when these points in the game happen, pay attention to third down. Pay attention to the spots that we're begging for Andy Dalton to make a play when he's under duress. Pay attention to those spots. If Kyler Murray throws for 120 yards, dinking and dunking, it will be because he made the right decision at the right time. He won't underthrow someone. He won't overthrow these guys in key spots. He might do it early in the game, but when it's third down, when it's game time, when it's time to win the game, this is what you get from an elite quarterback, and he's not even elite yet. They're just growing him like a flower in a pot right now, just putting soil and water on him. And this is what you can get first early on. We'd be 2-2 two two with a way better roster already. They, like, look, look at the Cardinals. They had to do a lot to get to the roster point that we have from so many different positions. This is the part that we're trying to get you all to see. If you just do a soft rebuild, just by changing out one quarterback and getting, like, the number one, number two pick, it, it, we'd be 2-2 two and two right now. We'd be talking about how we're we're tied for the division and we, we got a chance, and you will have hope. The stadium will be filled. But you want to do the same thing and just keep on drafting. Offensive line, offensive line, they tried that. Do you still trust them? I don't.
1: Sam, you made several great points there. Um, I talked about a story earlier about a quarterback I had to look up his name. It was Tony Pike. Tony Pike is who I witnessed. Oh,
0: come on, man. I knew that. I knew that, though. (laughs) Uh, When you were saying that, I was like, hold on. He's talking about Tony Pike. Tony, hey, if y'all don't know, Tony Pike has, no homo, like one of the greatest radio voices, like, of all time. Like, I I, I used to love him with James Rapine on there. I don't know if he's still on there with Mo Edgar, is he?
1: Uh, I believe he is. I literally, it's crazy, though, because I literally witnessed the Ascension Of Tony Pike. It was like the quarterback who was the starter ended up getting hurt in that game, and Tony came in and just ended up beating our team, like leading them. Like, we had beat Redding for years, bro. Like, it was nothing. Like, it was just like, oh, it's just just Redding. And then Tony Pike came out there and pulled off the upset. Next thing I know, he's at UC. He actually Mm -hmm. even got drafted by the Bengals in the sixth round. So, Mm -hmm. crazy.
0: Crazy. And then he ended up with the Panthers and, yeah. But um, let me add, let me close it out like this, Ace. Is there anything that you will be looking for this week from this game? Because as much as you're screaming tank, Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins, Nick Vigil, Preston Brown, they are not in tank mode. So that's right. the one thing that we, like, nobody's factoring in. Is it. like from an organizational standpoint, the Dolphins are making it so that the players don't have a choice. The Bengals players do have a choice, and they're going to go out there and play as hard as they can. It's some players like Tyler Boyd that even if you're thinking Nixon just wants money or Tyler Boyd just wants another contract on top of the one he just got, there are players that are going to ball out and play really, really hard. So they're not in tank mode. So with that said, is there anything that you're looking for from, from Bengals players or is there anything that you think that they can do to stop Anything that the Cardinals are going to be doing? Yeah, you know, yeah. Let's this yeah,
1: let's talk about it. I was I'm glad that you brought it back there. I think um, there's several things to look forward to in this game. Uh, I think that you definitely will see the Bengals not give it up. Uh, but what I want to see is I think the bright spot is Tate. Obviously, with uh, John Ross going down, he's going to have more opportunities. Uh, I think we'll also. I don't know if Stanley Morgan will make the active uh, 46 for game day, uh, but it would be interesting sometime during this season to see what he's got. Damian Willis has simply just kind of disappeared, so I don't know if that means that he's going to get more opportunities this game, uh, but I think you'll try to see the offensive line uh, do better than they did uh, last game, which, I mean, that shouldn't be hard to do. Uh, But I think from a defensive standpoint, the defensive line will be able to take advantage of these guys. Um, I really am looking forward to seeing um, how they guard these receivers in the secondary. The secondary has kind of struggled. It seems like every game some kind of communication issue happens and there's like a deep bomb. So, I want to see the adjustments from this game, and I think our defensive line can definitely punish their offensive line. I'm worried about the linebackers. Uh, I don't expect anything from there. I'm just going to keep it real. Tyler Boyd is another bright spot for us. I think he will continue to ball out. Uh, Joe Mixon, Mm
0: -hmm. hopefully
1: this is the game that he can get it going. But this offensive line, they're going to have pro bowlers and Chandler Jones and um, Terrell Suggs, even though he's not the same guy they're going to be on them. So those are the things that they can do. Andy Dalton has the rebound as well. We'll have to see what he can do as well. Um, but You know yeah, he's going to ball out. Guys. Andy Dalton is going to ball out. <laughs> Andy's definitely going to ball out because I that's know he's carrying sure <laughs> all of this stuff.
0: That people and, uh, say. But that's so sad, though, because now the Dalton lovers are going to be like, She did you protect him? Like, no. <laughs> They're playing no. against a, 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 a front line. I mean, it's the NFL. Like, I'm not going to just shortchange them, but they are not the Steelers' defensive front. They are not the Seattle's defensive front, and they dag on sure are not the 49ers' defensive front. So, like, do not let that fool you on Sunday, people. Right,
1: right. So man, how do you wanna how do you wanna sign off? And matter of fact, guys, give us some give us some ideas in the comment box and and tweet us and message us on what you guys think a good sign off will be. Uh, but Zim, how are we signing off, man? I'm I honestly want to go tank for Tua, but I know that you like Herbert, so I'm gonna say tank for Tua.
0: Hey, we, we gotta have, to have, we to have a Tua versus Herbert like. Huh.
1: Break down, yeah. Like we have, yeah.
0: we have a breakdown. The, the the funny part, or not even funny part, is that I think we're going to get killed by people. Listeners like, how could you guys do that mid season? You know, the other thing though is I don't even want to get my hopes up for this number one pick. Like, like you're saying, like yeah, like like I, I'm telling you, Ace, you're going to mentally hurt yourself just thinking like you're going to get the number one pick because you know what's going to happen. The Bengals gonna have one win. And they're gonna go in the Dolphins, what is that in the tank bowl against the Dolphins and win. <laughs> I promise you they will. The players right. like the players are not on board with that tanking, bro. Like we don't have that make that mental makeup of players that are ready to tank on our team. And that's the one thing that I can say is a good thing, but at the same time it will not get us the number one pick. So that's why I think I'm looking more at Herbert. It's not because I think if two and Herbert are on the table, I don't care. I'll take either one. Right. And, I mean, as this goes along, we're going to see more quarterbacks emerge into the top ten. Right. But the thing is, I don't trust the Bengals to assess the talent. So, that's why I'm like, give me number one, give me number two picks. But as far as signing off, we're just going to go with a champ, And we're going to go, take. takes. Like, no, we're not doing that. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just say, who day, everybody. And much love to all of y'all. Thank y'all for listening. We love the uh, the comments. We love you guys, like, giving us feedback and stuff like that. So keep them coming. If you disagree with us, that's cool. You know what? If you give me a good enough argument, we'll get you on the show.
1: All right. Who they?